Welcome to the Teacher Interview Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Creasel. I work as Director of Innovation and Instructional Support in Fullerton School District, and every week we sit down and get to know a teacher better. My goal is to learn what drives and guides teachers, especially when venturing into that risky territory of trying something new. Join me. Today we talk to two sisters who teach in Fullerton School District, and they're twins on top of that. Nicole Erickson teaches at Pacific Drive Elementary, and she teaches sixth grade. And her sister Jessica Erickson teaches at Orange Thorpe Elementary, a 4-5 combo. Well, Nicole, Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're both here. And so just for listeners, so we have twin sisters who both teach in Fullerton School District. You just missed that if you're listening, but they both <laughs> nodded at the same time. <laughs> um, and uh, Nicole, you teach at? Pacific Drive, sixth grade. And uh, Jessica, you teach at? Orange Sharp, four or five combo. Four or five combo. Yes. Okay. All right. So just to start out. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about how you got into teaching, what that was like, and then we have some quotes from people and we're going to ask you to re react to those or um, say whether you think they're true or not. Perfect. Um, awesome. so, so how did you get into teaching? So our mom is actually a teacher and okay. she went back to school when we were in kindergarten. She went for four oh. years. She okay. got her degree, yeah. got her credential, mm -hmm. and that was our elementary school years. And so we watched her go through the whole process. We went to school with her. Um, they would do little tests on us and um, <laughs> perform lessons. Like her friends would come over um, to her and she would feed them all dinner. Yeah. And then we would do the lessons and like participate in things like that. So that was very cool to see, yeah, see that growing up. And now she's been teaching since we were in the sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, wow. we didn't always want to be teachers, which you would think, yeah. uh, especially since our mom's a teacher. But um, we are actually dance teachers. We danced our whole life. Oh, okay. um, and we are dance teachers. And that's kind of, we still are, kind of. <laughs> I teach a dance club at Orange Shark. That's why I'm uh, wearing this outfit. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's so, really cool. Um, we were dance teachers, and we went to college, and neither of us were going to be teachers. We were, um, I was kind of undecided. She was a communications major. And then after a while, I was like, I love to teach dance. Why wouldn't I teach school? So you would think, our mom being a teacher, that we would have thought that automatically, but for some reason, we took the roundabout way. Um, and then a year later, my sister was like, what you're doing is way more fun than what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so then she jumped on board, and now we're both teachers. That's so interesting. So you both did dancing. Yeah. And you do an after dance, after school dance class. Yes. Yes. You do. Do you both do? No, I okay. don't. At okay. this point, I do speech and debate. You're saying um, yes actually. for her. Yeah, 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 I was saying yes for her. We, yeah. yeah, we were both on the Cal State Fullerton dance team together. That's awesome. Yeah, and we were captains our last two years together, and we went through our credential program together. Yeah. We we're student, in the same block. Yeah, we student taught at, I was at Orange Thorpe and Valencia Park, and yeah. then she was at Hermosa, and then with me at Valencia Park in fifth oh, grade wow. together. Oh, yeah. wow. That's yes. wild. Yeah. Okay, so some of the themes that we touch on in the podcast are, we try to, are like innovation, risk-taking, trying something new, um, and that's my job to kind of tie in those themes, but mm -hmm. I just have a curious question. Um, are there lessons you learned in dance that you could tie into the classroom? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, every day. Yeah, every day. So okay, both talk of us, to me about that. both of us use total physical response. Oh, all, all the time. time. Yeah. TPR. Yeah, yes. and that's yeah. actually how I got hired. So I did. <laughs> really? Yes, I did a rap. 
on the order of operations. Really? And then I made up moves to go with the rap. And I went into Susan Sutton's sixth grade class at Beck Drive, and I taught him a full-on oh rap and with moves, and it was awesome. And I that I actually retaught it this year to my kids, yeah. and um, it was their favorite favorite thing, and they remember, That's which is amazing. Right. Yes, you know the moves really help them connect yeah. to what they're doing. Yeah, and yeah. I think. I do that all the time with different subjects, root words all the time. We have like a dance for our root words, um, which makes it fun. But also I feel like it's just made me as a teacher like so much more confident, able yeah. to stand in front of kids and not, you know, not afraid to try new things mm, and kind of bring the, the fun aspect. Um, I was yeah. grateful when I started the credential program that I taught dance before because you have classroom management yeah. skills, right? Yeah. Whether you taught math or reading, whatever, you still had to teach, you know, a group. But yeah. I'm kind of lucky because our kids sit in desks and dance. They're running around. Running around, yeah. So, That's yeah. That's cool. I think it's, like, made a huge difference in how we teach and, you know, everything. When we w we went straight from our undergrad into our credential program, mm -hmm. and everyone was asking, "Have you, did you sub? Did you do anything like that? But we hadn't because we had just graduated. Right. But it was our dance teaching career that really helped us in the classroom a lot That's just being so able to stand in front of kids because imagine if you never had that experience right, I think right. it's the closest job you can get to like prepare you mm. for teaching yeah coaching or anything like that I think it's a good segue That's into awesome. the classroom yeah that's awesome interesting so so the dance so I might be filling in the blank a little bit but so you say gave you confidence? Yeah. Like, because you, when you dance, you have, yeah. you're supposed to have total freedom of movement, yeah, no, control right. over your, yeah. so do, do you find that you are, like outside of teaching like a, like a routine, like a rap, mm. to, yeah. to learn order of operations, do you find that you're like dramatic? Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I always have some flair. Yeah. The other teachers, we say, you have so much flair, but you just, <laughs> you know, more like, I don't know, I feel like I get into it into it a little more yeah and then That's the kids I try to make it you know fun for the kids yeah. change it up I absolutely yeah. I think so too and I was talking to my principal Kelly about it the other day I was like I can get so hype and be like yeah we're getting into this and then I can switch and turn it off and so then you realize that these are 10 to 12 year olds and then they're still hype <laughs> so I think that's something that I, I definitely am really dramatic I'm really fired up when I'm teaching for yeah. sure um, full out all the time yeah yeah so that's cool. Any other ties um, from dancing um, to teaching? Any other things you can think about that, that sort of carried over or prepared you? Or I think in my classroom, what I tie it to a lot is passions and mm. having a passion. Um, as we've been heading into the Passion Con and all of my students are creating a passion poster mm -hmm. and then next week we're going to do a little showcase cool. and so being able to use my passion but have like a real strong passion that I was able to pursue in college I think and as a career yeah as a career, career. is something that's really <laughs> inspiring to the students because it's not just something I did for fun it, through high school and then I dropped it it's something that I still do today uh, we yeah. still we judge dance competitions now oh, and wow. things like that so choreograph for high school teams yeah and, and college, college teams, teams now yeah so it's something that I've been able to demonstrate to my students wow. um, that it's something I've carried with me since I was we were really young mm -hmm. and through now so I think that's been awesome especially in our district when we're pushing yeah. trying to get kids to find something they love to do yeah and follow that yeah for me starting the after school dance club um, is so fun to do <laughs> that's like my dream because now I get to go back to my room because, yeah. you know, school teaching is, you know, a branch off dance teaching, but I love getting to go back and share mm -hmm. that with the kids, um, especially uh, where we are or where I am at my school. None of my kids 
take dance class. Okay. None of them have danced before. So when I asked, I have a group of 20 girls. It's kind of growing a little bit, but I'm trying to keep it small so we can fit in our room. <laughs> but um, I asked them, how many have you taken a dance class before outside all the arts? And it's two. And then wow. no one's ever taken dance. But like they were literally so excited to be in a dance club that I put out the flyer. Like I didn't send home permission slip. Flyer, here's dance club. If you want a permission slip, come see Miss Erickson. And they were literally knocking on my door before school was out to come get permission slips. And we ran out of permission slips the oh, next day. Oh my so I had to take them away because we had like too many kids like wanting to do it. So it's like, so exciting to see like kids wanting to be a part of something like dance that they've never had the opportunity before. So yeah. I'm like happy to get to share my passions with them. And I feel like I like light up when I yeah. get to teach it. And it's kind of cool for the kids to see a different side of me than the school teacher side of me. Yeah, definitely. So tell me something you think students take away from being in a dance experience. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to touch on speech and debate, which you do. <laughs> uh, but what do you think your after-school dance students, what, what is it besides learning a routine yeah. that they so get? So for me, the biggest thing for them is to, I, we have rules, not rules, but we have some outlines. We have a poster, and it says, I promise to be confident, try new mm. things, and have fun. And they all signed it, and it's up on the whiteboard so we can all see it. Because um, for me, more than being the, you know, from these eight weeks of dance club, you're not going to be the best dancer in the whole world. <laughs> but, oh, no. <laughs> but the thing is to learn some basics and mostly have fun, but to be more confident. I have almost mm. every girl in my club, surprisingly, their teachers have described them to me as shy. And even oh. the girls in my own class who are in the club, I would describe them as shy as well. Wow. So I told them, okay, this is our own space. We don't need to be worried about, no one's judging us. It's just us girls. We're just, you know, just the 20 of us. No one's watching you. We're going to do a little performance, but I'm going to get in there. It's like the last <laughs> week. Um, but we are mostly focusing on just being confident and not being afraid to try new things. Oh, that's great. So if they're kind of being like shy, I'm like, come on, you can do it. And um, so far, they've really like taken to that. Um, no one's afraid to try new things. And I, if they are, that's I just point great. to the poster. I'm like, you said you were going to try new things. <laughs> you said you were going to be confident. So for me, it's just creating a whole new, I guess, dynamic for them. Mm. I think it, I mean, like we said, it changed us when it became, I was super shy. Yeah. I actually didn't even want to dance. Um, I she not. wanted to dance. And I, I was like. I was never shy. I, yeah, she was never shy. I was really shy. Um, so, like, if I would have never danced, I would have never become a teacher for sure. Wow. Because wow. I wouldn't have had the confidence, the confidence to do that. So, my goal is just to instill just a little bit of confidence in these girls yeah. and make them more, you know, more yeah. able to talk to people and not, you know, not be hiding in the corner. And I already see, it's only our second week, but, you know, just from the first time we walked in and everyone's nervous and we sat in a circle, like, it's already so much, you know, there's so much more, you know, joyful and yeah. um, having fun. So And you never know, maybe they'll go from dance to teach one day right? yeah. because of that confidence. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. so I'm, I'm really excited. That's about. awesome. Yeah. So cool. So you have an after-school involvement with speech and debate. Yes. So tell me about that. How did, um, and that's fairly new in the district. Yes, so, it's brand new. And this is your first year, so. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I'm scared to ask how you got involved. <laughs> <laughs> I could just like. <laughs> so I was approached, okay. <laughs> and I said, "Of course I will." But I think it's a great fit, mm. truly. And I think that what I learned in dance really can carry over. It's really the biggest thing is the confidence wow. for them, my students, to be able to stand up in front of other students, mm -hmm. adults, and judges, and judges <laughs> by themselves, no piece of paper with 
some of their speeches are up to 10 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And so it's that was the biggest thing. And that's something I feel I was able to demonstrate to my students was how to just be confident in front of others. And I have students who are in RSP, RTI, English learners. I have a wide variety of students that chose to be in speech and debate. And it's amazing to see mm. how much they've grown across the year. So I think definitely like my connection to dance has helped me. And I think it was a perfect fit um, yeah. to join. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to touch base. You mentioned a poster, like a commitment your mm -hmm. students signed. Yeah. You could tap the wall and say, remember, you, you yeah. promised to be confident and mm -hmm. try new things. So what do you do for students who are, um, maybe they don't have all the skills mm -hmm. and they're struggling or they're unsure. So how do you get them to, you know, get to that 10 minute memorization mark or, or what are some things you've seen that work to encourage students? So I think the biggest difference was when I had them record themselves. Privately, they spread it around, they turned the iPad self-facing mode, and they recorded themselves do their mm. whole speech. Mm. And then they got to watch it and really see what they look like. Mm. And then we were able to find videos that they provided us of student, other students doing their speeches. Mm. And they're like, oh, that's like they're picking up on things. And they we started performing in front of each other, and that helped them give confidence. Because mm. when we first started performing in each other, in front of each other, it was only positives. Only like, I loved how you used the hand motions this way. I loved your voice projection, things yeah. like that. So it wasn't intimidating. And then when we went to our first tournament, that was, I think, the biggest turnaround for them. Because they saw other students, oh, they're in fourth grade, too. And mm. they're giving their speech with such confidence. Or they're in fifth grade. And I, I see how they were using the motions to make their speech more exciting or exaggerated. And then from then on, it like went, they shot up like crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. So that peer modeling and getting in a, yeah. I mean, not that competition is a really totally safe space, mm -hmm. but there's a structure to it. And right. there, you know, once you've been, you know how the rounds go and you know right. the feedback from Absolutely. the judges and mm -hmm. then you know, okay, I didn't die at yeah. the end of the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in, in dance, do, do you see the peer modeling helping or how does that, how do they yeah. look at each other when yeah. they're dancing? Yeah, so like for right now, since we just started last week, we're um, mostly like in line. So we're not like focused on like staring at each other. <laughs> but like when they go, like we do our leaps, like we don't have room for all us to leap. So they go like three at a time. Yeah. So like when I point them out, I let them know like if I correct you, it's not because I don't like you. It's because I, it's like your teacher. Your teacher mm. has to correct you sometimes. And I'm going to correct you too because I want mm. you to be better. So mm -hmm. if I say point your toes or I say stretch your legs, like it's not meant to be offensive. So if we all come with that attitude, we're good. Mm -hmm. But like as we go on in what a normal practice would be in dance is you would like partner up. And I, because I can't watch all 20 of them, they would actually watch each other yeah. and begin to correct each other. So yeah. it'd be like, okay, partner A does a turn. Partner B watches, give them some feedback and then mm. switch. And once, you know, they have that more knowledge and I tell them too, like some are already starting to self-correct. Like they put their arms this way and then I tell them this way and then I notice they do the same time. I'm like, wait. And then they yeah. know mm -hmm. they know to fix it themselves. So peer modeling is definitely a thing in dance as well. I mean, we are trained when you go across the floor. You don't talk. You watch everyone else who's going because you pick up on the good things they do and you copy that or the things they do not so well and then mm. you know, oh, that's what I probably look like too. And you make mm. the correction. So definitely that would be incorporating into my dance classes over time. That's interesting. Positive peer interactions. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's let's make a turn here if we can. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you're both in your first year teaching? Yes. So you've been talking about how in speech and dance your students gain knowledge and skills and, and confidence. Can you talk about how that's happened for you professionally? And like what are interactions with your peers like that, that are helpful, you know, um, 
talk about that. Like take their learning journey and kind of then put that mm -hmm. on you and, and talk a little bit about what's been helpful and what yeah. do you try to do to get those, you know, those next yeah. skills down. For us, I think it's always been about like networking and just trying everything. My motto is kind of be open to anything at least try it once, um, which whether that's networking or a lesson in class as well. Um, like in our soon teaching, like we were full force all in. You know, we're going to try anything, talk to anyone. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions, especially when it's your first year. Mm -hmm. uh, my friend Cynthia, when you listen to Cynthia, I'm always, she's my great little, one of my great little partners. I have a lot because I teach two grades. But I, in the beginning of the year, I felt like I was always asking a million questions. But I'm like, you know what? It's better to ask than to do it wrong because they're yeah. going to help set you up for success. Knowing yeah. that these teachers who have been here 5, 10, 15, 20 years, They've tried those things before, so why not, you know, learn from them and take some from some knowledge? Yeah. So I think don't be afraid, you know, to ask people for help, but don't be afraid to try new things too and go outside the box. Yeah. Um, for me, like on whatever I see on Pinterest, Instagram, like just try yeah. it. Yeah. And because they're shown to be successful before, so that's that Pinterest did come up in somebody's quotes when it, I interviewed <laughs> people. So I'll have to, I'll have to. <laughs> let me see if I can find that r right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. But just so, like always, <laughs> always searching for the best practices. So actually that is a, a tie-in with what your mom said yeah. about you, Jessica. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to read this, um, uh -huh. this paragraph here. So this was one word to stand in for Jessica. Okay. And so she said, um, it's hard to narrow down to one word, but I would say driven. Jessica is very focused, goes all out to research, plan, execute all tasks, <laughs> lessons, crafts, and events. She is creative and is often the planner and decorator for parties. She spends yeah. time looking for events, uh, and I, I think events for her classroom mm -hmm. on Pinterest, and she has a board for almost anything you could want. Yes, so, true. <laughs> so tell, <laughs> me, That's me. tell me a little bit about I that. I mean, there's... Like when we're teaching, sometimes you invent the wheel, but sometimes you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. you, there's really great stuff out there. We just need to like look for it. So every Friday for my math centers, I plan them like on the weekend before. And I have two grades, so I have to plan. It's four centers, but when they go around, it ends up being eight because I have to have two options for every center. Mm -hmm. So I plan all my eight centers on the weekend, and I'm always looking for like more hands-on, more how can we get these kids like mm. involved and excited about math. And I think it's really worked because I love teaching math and my kids have loved doing math, they love doing the centers. Um, just looking for things that are more out of the box and engaging for students than just a worksheet or just reading the book. Because yeah. you know we all know that's not the most exciting practices. So for me, just like looking online is a great, great resource for that. But yeah, I do like to be very planned out. Ask my sister, she sees me doing my <laughs> lessons plans every night. But yeah, I like to have it all, all set, but I have learned to be flexible okay. when yeah. things don't go the way, the way okay. as planned, even though I really like to have it planned, you have to be flexible when you're a teacher. But yeah, I do like, I do like my Pinterest. Yeah, and then the Cricut that came up. Oh yes, <laughs> I like to craft too. So I have my Cricut, and I like to cut out all the things for, for my For people boards. who don't know, can you describe what? Oh yeah, a, the a Cricut, Cricut is, is um, die cut every, machine. Yeah, it's a die cut machine of the okay. modern age. <laughs> so you can cut out anything you want. It's like a teacher's dream. Um, you love, you know, doing that stuff. But we we do it for. Like my sister's getting married this summer, so oh. we cricket all this stuff for her wedding and oh. all the, the bridal showers and the parties. And um, 
we make shirts. Um, we need to make a testing shirt. That's Today after up. school, I cut out some stars for an activity we're doing tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So you we both do the we cricket. We both do cricket. Oh. I was the, uh, she started. I was the OG girl. And then, and then we got <laughs> when I got engaged, I decided I need one too, because what am I going to do without her? Right. And so now <laughs> we're both born. cricket. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yes. So then, uh, uh, Nicole, I'm going to share um, what your mom said, because we also did um, interview her on your behalf. <laughs> and so her, her word for you was passionate. And That's then right. she also <laughs> used, um, in quotes, all in. Uh, so all in when it comes to your job, students, uh, family, fiance, friends, and your hobbies. Uh, and then similarly, spends a, a great deal of time planning lessons and activi activities that will only uh, not only enrich the education of our students, but that will have enjoyment and fun in the process. Um, so what I thought was interesting is she says, as a teacher myself, she inspires me to think outside the box uh, to make more learning more fun and more beneficial. Um, so d do you know that? Do, do you know that maybe you inspire oh, I, mom? I, uh, <laughs> yes, I think I, living in a household with three teachers is like a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Oh. And we're teacher talk all the time. And teacher it, talk all yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 that's going to be said. But, um, <laughs> but I, I think my mom inspires us in so many ways. And mm. I think all three of us, all the time I'm taking what Jessica's doing, and I'm like, can you send me that shared on Google Docs? Because yeah. I want to use that too. And then I'm sharing with her, and then I'm sharing with my mom. And my mom's school, they're not one-to-one -one iPad at the mm. moment. Um, they're working towards there. And so I'm always like, do you have Nearpad? Do you have this? You need <laughs> to use it. And so so we're, it's awesome to see a change in her teaching. Mm. In just in a year or two since we've been in our credential program, my mom's changed her teaching practices. Wow just because she knows more about, it's like professional development for yeah. all of us. Wow. Nightly yeah. professional development. But I would agree with, I, I think my mom described both of us perfectly, because we are so similar, but so different the same at the same time. And like yeah. I was telling you, I'm a hype, hype teacher <laughs> all the time. And my students are so hype as well. And um, I think it's so important. By the time they get to sixth grade, they're getting ready to move on to junior mm. high. How are you going to get them to learn unless you make it fun? Yeah. Engaging, exciting, new things, new ideas. I change up my classroom desk almost every week. <laughs> I'm always texting here. I'm like, look, I did a new new formation today, trying this out, oh um, even within the day. And they've gotten really good. I play some music, and we move it around. I'm like, okay, this is how I want it to look. And then they're able to do it, move around wow. their desk and do it. <laughs> um, because I think, you know, it's just so important. The other day I was teaching compare and contrast. And so I set up my classroom like a basketball game. So we okay. did the 2016 NBA Finals, and we had the Warriors and the Cavaliers. We played the music, the Space Jam music from when okay. you've been to a basketball game. And we read two articles from the perspective of a Cavaliers fan and of a Warriors fan. Mm. And then we were able to compare and contrast off that. And my students were just so excited. They <laughs> came in the classroom, and they're like, what is this? What is this? And then they were super engaged throughout the whole entire lesson. Mm. And I think little things to get your students involved is, gonna, is what's going to get you results. Mm. Yeah. I've seen so much growth, and I think a lot of it has to do with their willingness to participate in yeah. exciting, engaging lessons. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yes. That's great. So, and that ties into what you said earlier about TPR and the movements help yeah. help them remember. 
So I can imagine this whole kind of setup like a basketball game. Yeah. Yeah. Like that makes an impression. Yes. You're like, what is going on? Yeah. And, and they're trying to figure out and you're sparking their curiosity. Right. Yeah. Right. And we had started it a little closer to recess than intended, so we had to come back and finish <laughs> it. And I wasn't finished I wasn't planning on finishing I was planning on like moving on to math and then coming back at the end of the day. They're like, We need to go back to the game <laughs> And I'm like, Okay, we'll go back to the game <laughs> And so we went back and finished it and it was awesome and I gave them we knew the Cavaliers were going to win, or I did. They didn't, <laughs> but they found out. But I didn't want them to be bummed if they were on the Warriors. Right. So I set up a point system so the Warrior side could earn points for oh, being okay. on task. They had to do a lot of things as a group, um, collaborating, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And so that way I said it doesn't matter which team wins in the actual article. Yeah, yeah. What matters is who wins based off of teamwork and hard work. Yeah. And so that was, I think, a good tool to use too because they're like, what if our team loses? And I'm like, history already has made it up. It's already decided. Yeah. yeah, so that was awesome, too. That just um, brought a thought to mind. You talked about, like, points or something for collaboration. Do you use technology for classroom management or tracking points? Is there any connection to technology I, for that? I do use Class Dojo oh, okay. for points. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and mostly I do, instead of, like, in, I do some individual points, but I mostly do, like, group points. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, we all did this, five points. We all did this, five points. So I kind of use it more as a uh, group, group tool. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. we need to be yeah. as a whole group instead of less. I mean, every once in a while, it's like, oh, this person's doing this. Point, yeah. point, point. If you're the MVP and PE, you get a point. Yeah. But And I mostly don't subtract points that much either. I mostly just use mm. it as, like, a group tool because you can do whole class points. Yeah. Oh, or PBIS points we do yeah. too. So yeah. I use, through iPersonalize, I use Classcraft. Mm -hmm. And so I started the year with Dojo, and then once we got Classcraft, I switched over. And for my sixth grade students, it was much more exciting to oh, get a okay. Classcraft point and okay. XP mm -hmm. and all those things because they're like video game characters that they designed. Mm -hmm. And then you could reward them as Classcraft, their teams that mm -hmm. they're in, or individuals, or uh, any type of way you want to do it. and. Then once you get points, you get to change your avatar and mm. add special. At Halloween, there was like a pumpkin head and all these different <laughs> things. So that's what I use for oh, my okay. digital points. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so let me dive into the quotes. Uh, so this is, um, so interestingly, the word go-getter got thrown out there. I think for both of you. <laughs> and so I'm going to try to see if I can find where that is. Uh, no, maybe it was one of you got it twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, okay, so Nicole, the word the word go getter got thrown out there for um, from your mom. Mm -hmm. So she says um, you're not shy; you go after what you want. Um, and then she mentions holidays and large meals being prepared and gifts needing to be wrapped she says you're, <laughs> she, you're the go-to girl to get things done yes. and you're involved at, with many things at pack drive and, and you love it so i'm gonna then also see melanie reesh yeah that's my teaching partner your, your teaching, partner teaching partner also used the word go-getter huh. uh, and says you're willing to take on new tasks such as speech and debate i personalize social committee app challenge um, so talk about being a go-getter. What does that mean to you? Do you think that's true? Do you think that's not true? Absolutely true. It's true. <laughs> I think it's, it's true. true. <laughs> like, yeah, so, like, if I'm going to, if I want to do it, I will do it, and yeah. I will succeed at doing it. 
because I will try my best until I get there, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I decided to be a teacher, people were like, what if there's no jobs? What if there's no this? And I said, I will get a job. <laughs> I, you know, I will work until I get there. You know, anything we've really set our mind to, we knew we wanted to dance in college, mm. worked really hard. Um, all the way growing up through high school, and then we were on Cal State Fullerton, and then, you know, I think you truly can do anything you want to. Mm. And I've been trying to express that to my students and show that to my students, mm -hmm. um, because I think there's a lot of lack of self-confidence as they get ready to go to junior high. Mm. They're, now they're choosing their pathways um, for Nicholas, which is really exciting. We had our road show yesterday. But really just showing them that if they want to do it, they can do it. And I have that attitude about myself. Um, I have a lot of self-confidence, maybe too much, I don't know. Um, and so I, you know, I carry that through my career, through my personal life, and everywhere. That's awesome, that's awesome. So um, uh, Jessica, I'm gonna throw out this phrase. This was bonus feedback from your your, princ uh, your principal, Ginger. Yeah. So um, it was, <laughs> you're trying to peek at my notes. <laughs> so she used the, the phrase first year phenom <laughs> for, Thanks, for, for, uh, for bonus feedback, I was like, Tell me anything that you uh, can think of that might help me do a good job in the interview. So what does that mean to you? First, your phenom, is that good, is that bad? <laughs> I mean, I think that's, that's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. Um, for me, it's like kind of like her, like being go-getter, like be all in and be having fun while you're doing it because that's how your kids are gonna have fun and you're gonna enjoy your job. Every day, I love my job, mm -hmm. I have the best job. <laughs> it's not the easiest job, we all know that. We've all, you know, been in the classroom before, but mm -hmm. it's the most rewarding job and it's the most fun job. And when I can tell, like, if I'm just being average, you do your average lesson, the kids are average and they take away mm. average. So you got to be mm. more better than average. You got to be more exciting and knowing for me if I can improve myself every day in something. Mm -hmm. mm. So I've taught a math lesson before. I taught a math lesson and, and I felt okay about it. I felt like the kids took whatever about it and then I taught fourth grade the same lesson I taught it twice as good when I taught fourth grade I'm mm. like forget it let's go back and then you teach the fifth graders again it's like you can be a better version of yourself every day oh maybe mm. I wasn't as pa you know patient during this time or maybe I can improve you know the way you teach the more exciting maybe include things like total physical response or technology or partner group or think pair share just so many different things that you can try so I really do try to be a better version of myself every day knowing that I'm not you know gonna be the the perfect teacher my first year and I won't be the perfect teacher my 40th year when I retire either <laughs> yeah. but as long as I'm a better teacher than I was yesterday that's kind of my philosophy yeah that's constant professional development yeah, yeah that's mm -hmm. so good reflection. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so t talk to me both of you about reflection and like how what is it that you do on a daily basis on a weekly basis how do you sort of get to a spot where you're able to reflect and kind of say, okay, I, I you know, because when we're lesson planning and when we're teaching and when we're busy, um, often we don't have kind of the mental headspace to reflect. So how how do you build in reflection to your your week? Let's say. Um, I interesting. I reflect all the time. Yeah, I think like <laughs> as like in the moment as mm. you're teaching it, as like. I can throw this in there and my students will grasp this concept so much more. Mm. And then later looking back and you're like, if I would have done this in that lesson, then why can't I do it for my next lesson? Mm -hmm. mm. And incorporate it, you know, across subjects. Like for me, um, like I feel like the some of my best lessons come on the fly. Like when you're just like, hmm, what should we do? Um, just 
trying something new. Like we've been sitting too mm. long. One time we were sitting too long. We're sitting, sitting, sitting. I'm like, okay, I'm losing them. They're losing me. You know, we're not <laughs> being exciting. Um, so I just decided to like on the fly. We're we're gonna uh, share our writing with each other. Our writer work writers workshop. Uh, we're gonna do whatever. So I pulled up a thing. Um, just did a whole lesson on how to be confident sharers, back to the confidence thing, how to mm-hmm. share with each other and share confidence. So we made a whole anchor mm-hmm. chart. Uh, we modeled with each other. So we kind of like modeled being shy, like mm. talking really quiet, mm. playing with our hair, looking <laughs> down, standing really far apart. And then we practiced like standing up, looking at each other in the eyes, switching off and actually truly listening to the person who's sharing yeah. and then being genuinely interested in them until it's your turn. So. Some things like just you know on the fly sometimes. Yeah. I mean just um, just like kind of thinking on your toes. How can I make this better for students? And that was actually a super fun lesson. And we still do it every on the Fridays. We share our writing. Oh. Um, we do writing stars. We share our writing, and it's super fun. But I think sometimes just like not being afraid to try something new like that in the moment because um, it could be you know super awesome for your students. I don't mm. want them Absolutely. sitting there for hours on end. Yeah, and mm. not getting up and moving around. My goal is always to move around yeah. very often. Yeah, because <laughs> like, if we just sit there, they just like sink into the seat. Yeah, and, yeah. And I have, um, especially since I teach a combo, and I have I have flexible seating and I teach a combo, so everyone's mixed all the time. It's fourth, mm-hmm. fifth, whatever. They're all around the room, and they have an opportunity to move a lot because I teach fourth grade math, and I teach fifth grade math, and mm. I teach them, and they can sit, you know, wherever when I'm not working with you and here, and you get to choose. We have freedom of choice which i think is awesome i mean within reason um (laughs) but which is you know good for them to move around just change your environment change what you're doing Mm -hmm. yeah and then uh, yeah on the fly definitely just the other day i was teaching a lesson digitally Mm -hmm. i was like looking out there and i'm like hmm this might be better if we put the ipads away if we did Mm -hmm. and then we pulled out something new and i taught the same thing um but all we were on whiteboards and we could like move faster and they were just Mm into it more but then sometimes you have longer reflections like me and my teaching partner Melanie shout out Melanie we the other day not the other day a couple months ago we were like our writing is boring we are Mm. not exciting writing teachers and our kids are not producing Mm. exciting work and I think it was a direct reflection of you know the level of commitment we're putting in and how we're going about teaching and planning and them doing their planning stages. So we stayed at school really late on a Friday <laughs> one day and came back. We revamped our informational unit. And now my students are wrapping up that unit. Mm. And their essays are amazing. Mm. Like, I am truly blown away. Such a difference. I was having students in sixth grade give me, like, one paragraph. Mm. And turn it in and say, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm like, you really think you're done? They're like, yeah, I'm done. And then <laughs> now I have students giving me pages. Mm. It's crazy what wow. the difference and even the way the pride they take in it before they were turning in um, words that were spelled wrong and grammar and things like that. And I could tell they weren't proofreading. Mm. They're just saying, OK, this piece is over. I'm moving on. I'm not engaged or excited with it. And now they're turning in things with no red squiggles, no green squiggles. <laughs> like they're going back and checking. They're using synonyms. They're even formatting mm. correctly and taking pride in their work. Mm. And then we were able to, and then I was like, instead of printing out the papers, why don't we create a pick collage? And it, the informational unit, we let them choose their passion. Mm. And so I think that motivated mm. them a lot as well. So they created a pick collage Which that had their, yeah, their 
title of their artwork the, or their writing piece, a picture and a QR code that link to the writing, nice. and then their name. And I got to teach them how to do a QR code because normally I just do it for them. And I was like, this is a life skill. You need to learn how to do a <laughs> QR code. And then that's what I'm hanging up on the wall. And then they can go up with their iPads and then they can open up the writing. And just for them, that is so exciting and so engaging. And their pieces are just like they're taking ownership of it. Mm. And so that was definitely a more well thought out reflection. Oh, that's yes. cool. Yeah. And that's it worked. Cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. Change that. When I was like, how can we make this better? How can we make it exciting? How yeah. can we make them, you know, want to write and want to fix these things and things like that? So Yeah. And so it was reflection, but it was it was also then paired with hard work. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it wasn't I mean you said you stayed yeah. on Friday you can to, check on, to figure out. You can check out. on my Twitter. There's a picture of us in the dark when we left school. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, so we're getting we're getting close to, to our time. So any final things that you wanna throw out there, let's say s you were able to talk to yourself a year or two back. Like, is there something you're like, you would want to message yourself for somebody who's in a teacher credential program that you think um, would be a good, good advice, good lesson, good principle to think about? I think just take, you know, everything in and take every opportunity you can. Mm. Don't mm -hmm. be afraid of trying something new. Don't be afraid of standing even in front of your it's kind of more intimidating to teach to your credential program peers <laughs> than, your students. than your students because you're teaching to a bunch of adults. Mm. But don't be afraid to try something new. Um, be out of the box because you have to be the one that stands out. Mm. You can't just blend in with everyone else and you can't just skate by in a credential program and then, you know, be a teacher. You have to be, you know, always confident, confident and trying mm. your best because that's nothing can truly prepare you to teach your own classroom until you get there. But that's, you know, the best preparation you're going to get. So. Like in your student teaching, take every opportunity, take the opportunity to know the kids too because they'll have a lasting impact on you. I wish I, I want to go back and see my um, <laughs> old student teaching kids and mm. I'm excited to hopefully next year see my kids when they're in sixth grade yeah. and um, it'll be really cool. But just make the relationships with colleagues, kids, and try, don't be afraid to try something new. Yeah. Kind of like my dance class. Yeah. yeah. Be confident. Try yeah. something new. Yeah. And I think that helped us so much just being full out. That's the word we keep saying <laughs> yeah. from the beginning. And I think another thing is you'll you'll fall in love with your job more than you ever thought you would. Mm. You'll fall in love with coming to school every day, even the mornings when you get there all early. Like I love to come in every morning with when it's all quiet, set up the things like tomorrow we're doing a big project. So I left them out on their desk for them. So when they walk in, they're going to be all surprised in the morning on what we're doing. And mm. you learn so much from your students. And that's something that I never would have expected. Mm. And from last year to this year, I, think I taught on this, you know, my student teaching down the road, same street at Valencia Park. Um, your, each set of students is so unique. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I learned so much from my students and the way that, you know, my students, what their needs are, are so different than what my, like, past students' needs were and I mm. anticipate in the future. Um, and being able to just tailor how I teach to fit the needs of my students, even at my, our own school. Between our three sixth grade classrooms at Back Drive, they're all so different. Mm. Yeah. And so I've learned so much from my students. I continue to every single day, yeah. you know, and I'm very open with my students. I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect teacher, but I'm going to try my best, and I'm here to learn, and you're here to learn. And they've seen, you know, they're like, hey, I like how you tried this this week, Miss Erickson. And I'm like, you like that? They're like, yeah, I like doing math on the iPad. And you're like, okay, awesome. You know, it's just different things, and I'm always trying to show them, hey, I tried it this way, but now I'm going to, you know, move forward and try to make it better for our class and continue to learn and progress myself. So yeah. all you student teachers out there, you will love your job more than you know. <laughs> it is hard work, but it's amazing. Okay, that was a good segue to a question that I was sort of formulating or thinking about. What, 
if there's a shout out you could give to a student in your class, like somebody who's taught you something or you saw a characteristic or some sort of personality trait that you admire that you think is, um, you know, admirable or something that you, um, you just would love to see in more students. Um, you don't have to use first and last name, but like, a, you know, first name maybe, just a shout out to one of your oh. students to, to kind of just, yeah. I have one. Uh, I have a <laughs> student, uh, Leonardo, and he is just never afraid to be himself. And mm. we're at that age, fifth grade's kind of, they're starting to get a little different. They're <laughs> starting to be a little more shy. They're starting to be less confident, but he does not care. He's going to be himself no matter um, what other people are doing, and he's going to do the right thing, and he's going to hang out with who he wants to hang out with. It doesn't mm. have to be the cool person. It doesn't have to be this person or that person or girls, boys. It doesn't matter. You know, we're all, we don't all have to, you know, necessarily be best friends, but you know, just be who you are. He dances when he wants. He stands up. He's not afraid of just being himself, mm. even though he's different from a lot of people in my class. And so I think that's inspiring to me is don't conform to people around you. <coughs> just, you know, be yourself. And I wish I try to tell some of my there's a distinct difference between my fourth and fifth graders. Mm. And my fifth graders are turning into the more sixth graders, it's more like sixth <laughs> graders. <laughs> and they're starting to be, you know, less themselves, mm. I think. They're starting to be afraid of what other people think. And I'm like, don't, you know, don't be afraid of what other people think. And I want my fifth graders and all my mm. students to be a little more, a little, a little more like that and like him. So, yeah. yeah, I like that. Great. Shout out to Leonardo. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually had two students come from out of the country this year. Okay. So we had Carlos come from Mexico and Juan come from Vietnam. Mm. And that made the hugest difference in classroom culture mm. when they came in. And it was so, it was so amazing to see when Carl Carlos came in first, both of them knew no English when mm. they got here. And when he got here, you know, I have a lot of students who speak Spanish, so they were able to include him, incorporate him, but they, he was someone that my kids can rally around and all cheer for. Mm. When he said his first English sentence, when he read off the board for the first time, when he was able to participate, eventually now both him and Wynn participate fully in mm. everything we do, and it's been so inspiring. And my students, I've seen such a change in mm. them since we got these students. And I even lucked out. I have one girl who speaks Vietnamese from wow. Pack Drive and then Huynh got here. And now neither of them need translators. They don't need to, I don't need to necessarily modify as much as I had to at the beginning to help them get across. Now they're full on, full on mm. English. The other day Huynh turned in an essay that was two pages long, single space, <laughs> all in English. And that's so amazing to me. Wow. It's been it's been so inspiring for the rest of my students to see and to see, you know, it's, I don't, I can't even explain it. It's been an amazing first year experience yeah. and I wish that everyone could have newcomers come into the classroom <laughs> like that. And I don't know if it's always, you would always get that same response, right. but that's something my students all, it's like a common, like, thing we like to cheer about. We're mm. like, yeah, Juan and Carlos. Yeah. They, and so, and then now they're just like, everybody else just into everything. But that changed my classroom culture quite a bit. Cause you know, sixth grade, you get to the age where we start forming little groups and things mm -hmm. like that. But now we can all rally around one common goal and oh, exciting thing. Good. Yeah, so that's, that's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. All right, well that, that's our time for, for this interview. It's been so good. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone thank follow you. us, hashtag FSD twins. <laughs> Is that N true? Yes, yeah, we hashtag FSD twins on things we do together. <laughs> and I'm Miss N Erickson and she's Miss J. Erickson. For now, because I'm getting married. So we'll figure out what my new handle is going to okay. be. But for now, you can follow me at Miss N. Erickson and Miss J. Erickson. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, thank you. Thank you.
This has been the Teacher Interview Podcast. Thank you for joining us.